Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's my baby mama. Yeah, no. I'm on child support. She get work for checks, but I stay in court. It's my baby mama. She be riding caddy, and she always looking for sugar daddies. It's my baby daddy. He be always broke, and he ain't no good. Nothing but a joke. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate pit, joined by my brother... Jeremy Phoenix, I'm in the building, and once again, I'm in the booth. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now listening to the Raspy Voice Kid podcast, and you are now tuned in to Pop Culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. Before we start, I want to tell the people what you're going to get. Pop Culture today, Jeremy and I are talking about a controversial subject that we saw on TikTok, of course, of all places. Then we're going to talk about five on it. Five WVU questions, five WVU answers, and then we're going to go in, be ready for it. We're coming at you, real talk, nonstop, and here it goes. Jeremy, I saw this man on TikTok being recorded by his baby mother. Real quick, you ain't going to give him no preview of what we're going to talk about going in? We're going to talk about, I mean, not going in, but like, you know, got five on it. We're going to talk about the most underappreciated quarterback in West Virginia history. Yeah. Talk about the most underappreciated running back in West Virginia history. Yep. We're going to talk about the defensive lineman from Pitt that decided to step out, of, step out of his box and say some words about all offensive line. And it's been going off on Twitter. Yes, we're talking about all that stuff, and we're going in. So I'm just saying, you need to give them the real preview, son. You need to let them know what's about to happen. Yeah, no, I was just trying to get wet their appetite a little bit, but you gave them what they needed, so they got it now. Amen. Let's but, do it. All right, let's do it. So, I watched this video of a woman, a baby mama, recording one of her baby daddies who was bringing McDonald's to his son. She was irate because she knew and was correct in her assumption that he would have, he would not bring food for all of her children, but only for his son. And that's exactly what he did. He brought a McDonald's meal 
for his child, not for the other three children that live in the house. Those three are not his children, and these people are not together. How do you feel about the decision that man made, Jeremy? I think there's layers to it. Are they together? Is the man and the woman together? They are not together. Okay. And refresh my memory, she asked him to bring the kids food? No. He brought his son food. And she got mad that he only brought his son food and not the three other children who are his half-siblings. So she didn't ask him to bring uh, people food or the kids food. He just had to come over for some reason. And when he came over, he had food for his child. Yep. Got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. Um, okay, okay, okay. Let me just say, in court, he couldn't be convicted of anything. I understand the fact of, um, and when I say public opinion, I'm going to say public opinion, but like, so he brought his child food. He has no attachment to these other children. Those are not his kids. They are not together. Why does he have a responsibility to bring them anything? Now, maybe it's a little uncouth to bring your child something, not the other children. Because don't get it twisted. These are kids. These kids have no skin in the game. They got, unfortunately, had a different daddy. I don't know if their daddy's not around. I don't know if their daddy ain't bringing them food. But either way, they're in an unfortunate uh, circumstance. But if you want to get down to brass taxes and all this other good stuff, they're not his child. So if I come by to see my child and I want to get him something nice and some food, why do I now have to pay uh, 20 more dollars to feed everybody else. I think it's Jeremy, uncouth, but I, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's a, oh, he's such a terrible person. The internet is strongly against her. The internet has found his vengeance and his wrath and said to her, you recorded this and thought we would be on your side. And no one is, Jeremy. No one's on this woman's side. It doesn't even make any sense. If I have a child, my responsibility is to that child, regardless if I'm attached to those other kids or not. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you don't like this situation, you feel uncomfortable, let me have my son. Let me have custody. Then I can feed him whatever I want, and you can come see him when it's comfortable or convenient for you. That's my initial thought. But, Jeremy, you know what's funny? Like, you called it uncouth. How uncomfortable would it be if you're the only kid in the house eating McDonald's while everybody else staring at your food? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, but, like, all right, so I'm going to say it like this. Now, these circumstances were different. But we had family where me, you, and Mikey were staying with a different, you know, one of our family members, relatives. The person in charge was not related to us. And the exact same thing happened. He brought his son... Chinese food. Do you remember that? And we got ice cream and we were hungry. Now it's different. I forgot all about that. It's different because our parents left with his wife, you know, and so look, if if you're going to do that there, you know, you should feed everybody. But Brandon, that's a perfect example. And I was starving. Don't put the ice cream in front of my face. I wanted Chinese food as well. So that's the reason I say it's uncouth. Like, look, man, he did for his child. His child was hungry, but like it's well in this situation, I condemn him more just because it's more of a you were babysitting and you decided to give your son something you didn't give the other kids. But I'll say I I I get it. I get it. I I wouldn't do it. I would not do it because that's not the kind of person I am, and that's not the kind of person we were raised to be. Um, because like I said, I mean, like if you have one kid, like look, they're kids, and they're together. So what one gets, you should try to get them all because they're all together. But I understand what you're saying. 
It's just a messed up situation. So, so bottom line is, it's a messed up situation. This is not how things are supposed to be, and this is why they're not supposed to be this way, because you wouldn't have this normal, you wouldn't have this kind of friction under normal circumstances. So I don't know how many baby daddies she has, but that to me is the initial problem. And she's mad at this dude because the other baby daddies don't take care of their kids or don't do the extra stuff. She's mad at the wrong person. You know who she needs to be mad at, Jeremy? Who? Herself. Herself. But you know what? You know what? I can't even say that, Brandon, because if you have a couple different baby daddies, you need to set rules and just say, hey, look, I understand that that's your child, but all these kids live together in my house with their brothers and sisters. If you do want to get your son McDonald's, let me know. I'll put in an order for my kids and I'll pay for them other kids so they all have something. You don't have to pay for them. I will. But since they're all under my roof, they're all my children. Just let me know so I can, you know, figure it out after that. That is a good solution. That's for sure a good solution. Um, but this girl in no way was responding that way. Like her whole stance is that he should buy everybody something or nobody nothing. And I just... I can't agree with that. And I just, I don't know what I would do if I was in his situation. Like, I was thinking about that. I don't know what I would do. If I want to get my kids something nice, I'm going to get my kids something nice. But I'm a, tr- because that goes for gifts do, and everything, uh, Jeremy. But, but I, I do know what I would do. Now, I'm not saying anybody's wrong if they but don't do that. Think about it. It's gifts way. and everything, Jeremy. So every holiday that they celebrate, he can't get his kids something nice because their dads didn't do it. But doesn't he get time with the kid? I don't why know. Does he I don't, gi- see, why does he have to know. give it? Why does he have to give it? While the kid is around his siblings, but Jeremy, the kids if live with the baby. The kids live with their mother. So the bottom line is, no matter what you do in private, they're going to see what you got. If you got them a model car, if you got Brandon, them a model car, they're going to see he got a model car. But I think there's a difference between them seeing it and it being pushed and rubbed in their face. As but I it's going to be rubbed in their face every time he plays with it in front of them. I mean, that's true. But I'm just saying, I did all I could to maximize. I mean, to be considerate of your feelings if I do it while my child's here. So, hey, hey, little homie, while you're there, you're going to have to eat ramen noodles because there's too many kids. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of the things where you have to have the kid's best interest at heart. And the other kids, like, you don't have – but they're children. You know what I mean? It's it's a tough decision. It really is. Like, I'm not saying this is easy and cut dry. It's a tough situation. But I think that I would err on the side of when you're there with them, you're going to – you know – you. That's what it's going to be. But when you come here, I can spoil you. I, I can do what I want because it's not directly in their face. I hear you. Well, that's what the RVK thinks about this subject. What do you think about this subject? How would you treat the people involved, your child, your baby mom, whatever it may be? Let me know how you feel. Holler at your boys, the RVK. Get at us. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure. It makes me want to dribble, dribble. You know. Riding in my Fiat, you really have to see it. Six feet two. More than 100 schools available from Home Field Apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Current and former athletes, members of the athletic department, and of course the best fans in the country all make up a very special group we like to call the Cyclone Family. Join me, Jamie Steyer-Johnson, as I bring you closer to the people that make Iowa State unique each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. Some names you may know, while others may be new to you, but one thing's for sure, this is one family reunion you won't want to miss. Each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. 
Once again, another week. Another, another week where JMP is in the building, where the Raspy Voice kids are ready to give you all five answers. While I also hate Pitt, is about to tell you what's up. Get out of us. Up? Listen. Yeah, yeah. You know, holla, holla at your people, bro. Yo, this is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. Isles Hate Pitt. I just want to holla at y'all right quick. I said it was really good. Brandon, you ready to talk about Lynn J. Dixon, Gabo Saboyan? Let's do it. Some of the mother dudes. Hey, yo, Jordan, spin it. What's up, RVK fans? This is your host, Jordan Ty Curry, for the segment of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. The Raspy Voice Kids have five fill-on-the-blank answers, so let's start off with the first blank. Lynn J. Dixon being booted off the team is blank. It's good. I know a lot of people weren't expecting me to say it's good, but it's good. It's good because you're preserving the culture of WVU football. Ooh, he bad. obviously violated team rules. By according to multiple people, he violated team rules, did things he had no business doing, and you can't have that if you're going to be a successful program. And further than that, you better be Major Harris, Pat White, Tavon Austin, Steve Slayton type skill, type talent, type transformer, if you're going to get away with things. He wasn't. I watched the film. I was not impressed. Not that he wasn't good. He's just not great. Tony Mathis, Justin Johnson, the young guys will be able to pick up the load. Now, the problem is we don't have a lot of depth at that position, so they might have to go find it in the portal, which is where Lynn J. Dixon finds himself. But overall, it's good that Neil Brown stood up for what he believes in. No, I like that. I like that. I feel like it's appropriate. How do I know it's appropriate? I don't. I don't know actually what he did. But I do know that he found himself leaving Clemson, and now he's off the team. And I know Neil Brown... I'm not saying he's a strict disciplinarian, but he he look he has these standards that you have to live up to. If you're not going to do it, you're not going to be on the team. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes we have a guy that we wish would still be there, but it's just you know it's kind of like exfoliating. Like you you gotta you gotta get off all the impurities to get down to the base, and that's what we've done, and that's what we're doing, and we have no time to go backwards right now. Literally, I'm gonna say this the phrase I, I don't really like: trust the climb. Um, actually, you know what? I shouldn't even said that. I feel bad. Uh, let's just say where we are, we have exfoliated as much as we can. And right now, it's time to build up. And if you're not on that, then we need to move on. That's what it is. Number two. Blank is the least appreciated running back that West Virginia has ever had. This one's easy. It's not even close. It's Avon Coburn, Jeremy. Avon Coburn, the all-time leading rusher in the history of WVU sports, does not get the credit he deserves, does not get the appreciation he deserves because he came right after Famous Amos, who was electric. And he came not too long before, not too, too many years, maybe one cycle before, Steve Slayton, who was also electric and who took us to heights we hadn't been to in a long time. When people talk about the greatest running back in history, when people talk about moments, they don't talk about Avon Coburn. Because Avon Coburn, when I think about Avon Coburn, there aren't many moments. He was a grinder. He was a he was one of those guys who was shifty, who was tough, who was obviously down for the long haul and could ride for the long haul, which is why he's the all-time leading rusher. 
but he didn't take your breath away. And because of that, he's the most underappreciated running back in the history of West Virginia University. Of all time? Of all time. <laughs> um, okay. And I'll hear that. And actually, I agree with that. That 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 the, the appropriate answer is Avon Colburn. But the answer I had in my head was KJ Harris. Oh, I thought you were going to go Ira Rat Rogers, but okay, KJ Harris. <laughs> no, no, KJ Harris. The thing I feel like the impact that KJ now, granted, he was only there for two years. Granted, he only ran for like I think fourteen hundred yards in two years and twenty three touchdowns. But the two headed monster with him and Quincy Wilson, I feel like it was huge for West Virginia, especially at that moment. I feel like KJ. So with Colburn, he maybe he people don't talk about him with Zaraway or Slayton or Divine. But sometimes people throw out that name. Hey, what about Avon Colburn? Like they at least mention him. You know who ne- nobody ever mentions anymore? KJ Harris. And I felt like he was dynamic when he was on the football field. Now, granted, I know. Hey, look, don't come at me. I know he split time with, with, with Q. And I know Q did his thing too. But the speed, the athleticism, and nobody ever mentions, oh, hey, KJ. Nobody. Number three. Blank is the least appreciated quarterback that West Virginia has ever had. When we talk about the ghost, Jeremy, we talk about Major. We talk about Pat. And that's because they did things that other people never did. Pat White winning five bowl games, if you count the senior bowl. Major Harris, an undefeated season and playing for the national championship, even though we know how those things ended. We talk about the great, as far as statistically, the greatest passer ever at WVU would be Geno Smith, by a long shot, in fact. We loved Will Greer's swag and the excitement that he brought, the win against Texas. But do you know who the second all-time leading passer at WVU is? I'm sure you do, Jeremy. Yeah, go ahead. Continue on. Mark Bolger. Mark Bolger has been underrated and underappreciated since the moment he stepped on the field. And our father said to me, said to us, that skinny kid is going to get broken in half. And all he did was become a Hall of Famer in Morgantown. Mark Bolger, to me, is the most underrated, most underappreciated of all the quarterbacks in WVU history. I think you've lost your mind. I think people have so much love for Mark Bolger. Now, maybe they may not have him as the best quarterback that West Virginia's ever had. But when the debate comes up, his name at least gets mentioned in the conversation. Mark Bolger, the NFL quarterback, Mark Bolger, who led the Rams? And you're going to say Mark Bolger doesn't get his flowers? Brandon, you've lost your mind. He's the Kennedy. He's the Kennedy of West Virginia. That's the first Scott, family of West Virginia. Okay. The, no, the answer is Skylar Don Howard. Skylar Don Howard. The man threw for 52 touchdowns in two different, well, in two years back to back. He threw for, excuse me, two years combined, he threw for 52 touchdowns. I was about he to had, say. Uh, I was going to say, he had, he had 26, I think 26 touchdowns per year. Yeah. Back in 2015, 2016, he threw for over 3,000 yards both years. He's, he is in the upper echelon, top five of West Virginia quarterbacks. And you know who people don't talk about other than to be negative? Skylar Don Howard. I understand. Look, I used to be on the other side of the fence. I had some feelings because of the way he reacted to the fans. But look at the stats. The numbers don't lie. Skylar Don does not get the love that he, he should get for doing what he did. Because he balled and he put on. Hey, look, give that dude his flowers, man. Skylar Don Howard. That's my answer. I like it. I just, I like it. I just wonder what Mark Bulger would have done in a Dana Holgerson system. If if Skylar Howard threw for 26 touchdowns two years in a row, what would Mark Bulger have done? 
Number 4. Gabe Osaboyan being on the top 100 players for West Virginia basketball is blank. Impressive. Now, this is just Greg Hunter's opinion. He's putting together the top 100 players. And I'll tell you this. I don't know how you do that, Jeremy. I don't know how you put together top 100. Top 10? Okay. Uh, easy. I can see doing a top 10, a top 5, of course. Um, top 15? Top 20? Top 25? I think you're maxing out. 100 players in the history of the game of, of basketball at WVU? That's a lot of people, Jeremy. But it's still impressive that Gabe did it. The dog that he is, excuse me, defensively taking charges, he ble he bleeds gold and blue, and the man plays the way we want Mountaineers to play. I think that's what got him where he is. He does have statistically, uh, as far as like accolades defensively, things that make you make him stand out. But all I can say, because we love Gabo, as you call him, it's impressive. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. Because you know what? If they put him in the top 20, I'd be like, eh, come on, Greg. I mean, that's a little recency bias. We love Gabo. We love the way he balls in his heart and he takes charges. 20 is a little too high. But in the top 100, I, I think he definitely deserves to be in the top 100. Um, if you look at the stats, maybe the stats don't say, hey, look, oh, he scored so many points. But the thing, the his meaning to the team was deeper. Whether it's inspiring defense, whether it was playing hardcore, whether it was, you know, doing the, all the little junkyard dog things that you needed, I think it was important. And I think for me, like I've never made my top hundred list, but in West Virginia's basketball history, I'm be honest, like we've had some good teams, but yeah, I, I would I would venture to guess that Gabe would definitely be in my top hundred, maybe not top twenty, but definitely top hundred. But here's the thing, we love some Gabe old man. I love the tour. I love what you represent, baby. Keep doing your thing. Love it. Number five. I feel blank when I see John Dean Morgan, the defensive end for Pitt, coming at WVU on Twitter. I feel enthused. It is a, it is a rivalry that we've been missing for a decade. More than a decade. And he's bringing the heat. Talking about what he's going to do to WVU's offensive tackles and quarterbacks talking about what he's going to do as the father of the Mountaineers, talking about what this game is supposed to be, a heated, hated rivalry. And I love it. I hate him, but I love it. I'm enthused. I feel it. I feel like, let's go. This is what this rivalry is about. I don't want to say the hatred, but the hatred, the smack, talking, the back and forth. This is what it's about. James, what, how do you, I always forget how to pronounce his last name. Gmiter? Gmiter. Gmiter. Um, fired back. He was like, hey, please quit tagging me. I have my own kids to worry about. Love it. That is what this game is about. So so when he says that, it just gets me jacked. Man, I, I can't wait to see all the, the Twitter memes and things coming at him. When Pitt loses, I love it. Keep bringing that smack talk because promise you it's going to come back. Because the thing you don't understand about Pitt is I understand that you know that there's some his history there. I know there's some great players there. But what you overlook is the fact that they don't ever win nothing, ever. Last year, you had a good year. But against West Virginia, we hold the all-time lead. And when we come to Pittsburgh, we're going to show you. And I love the fact, I love it that you're popping off. Because trust me, you're going to eat all your words. And, and I, I'm sure the Mountaineer players are fired up too. Can't wait to get to Heinz Field. Wait. 
All-time leader in what? Wins. Don't we lead, Pitt? We we do not lead, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just took it. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Virginia Tech and Pitt mixed up. My bad. But, uh, okay. Well, we've, we've won a lot of the, the most recent ones, and that's what matters. Yeah, we have the lead in recent history. Chocolate it's not even close, but. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for the correction, I also hate Pitt. Don't matter though. We ain't gonna stop. That's how. That's what we got. RBK. I got five on it. Get at us. Rap me, boys. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. We are now going in. As the Raspy Voice Kids, I'm Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate Pit. Joined by Jeremy J and Fiend Phoenix. We are talking. The list compiled by Greg Hunter. The top one, excuse me, the top 100 WVU basketball players, men ba- men's basketball players in the history of the university. It's not complete yet. There are 21 parts. Jeremy, what do you think so far? Um, I was kind of surprised with some of the players at the end. I mean, Pledger, all right, so I've only, I think he's only released from 96 to 100. So we're very early on in this. Mm-mm. He's well, all the way down least... to 56. Okay. Well, okay. Well, out me then. I've only seen four of them. I'm just saying, Jonathan Holton being the head of Adrian Pledger for me was a little surprising. I felt like Adrian Pledger did a little bit more. I know Jonathan Holton had great defense. And we talked about, um, we talked about we talked about Gabe Osaboya being in here, and I didn't realize till I looked at the list that Gabe Osaboya made the hundredth spot, so he didn't get in, but just barely. I, but I'm not hating on Gabe, man. I love me some Gabe Osaboya, but uh, I think it's a it's a fun list. Like when you do stuff like this, like I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, why do you have to rank him? Oh, why does can't we just appreciate everybody?" No, we want to talk about something, okay? No. No. Yeah, we yes, want to have rank opinions. Him. We want to have fights. We want to do this. We look, look. There's no football. There's no basketball. Look, we're going to argue about something. Okay. <laughs> That's right. There's no baseball. We got to get it popping. So, so you need something during these summer months, like I always say. So, I think this list is a great idea, and uh, he's just coming from his own opinion. So, I hear it. number fifty-six. Jeremy is Truck Brian Darren Daryl Truck Bryant. Number fifty-six. On this list, is he too high or too low? I would think he's pretty close to being appropriate. I feel like Truck Truck was a baller. Truck hit some big shots. Truck played well in big time moments and key games, um, and he was there for a long time. That's another thing that you can't get twisted. Like I said, Adrian Pledger Pledger was at a different school. He only played a few years at West Virginia, so the longevity. Obviously, the stats and numbers are going to go up the longer you've been out of uh, out of college. So, Truck was here for a long time. He came in as a freshman. He did a lot of great, really, really, really good things. Fifty six is about about where I think he needs to be. What this list also helps me to appreciate is West Virginia hasn't had as many elite that word elite basketball players as. In my mind, I would have thought. I guess I knew that we, we've always been kind of a system um, team, whether it was under Huggins or under Beeline. I, I guess I knew that I've noticed that our guys don't go to the NBA uh, as much as maybe other schools with with the same kind of pedigree that we do have, do. But yeah, just looking at this list and thinking about who I would put on this list, like 
Yeah, this this is West Virginia is the you know it's team ball and it's always been team ball. So it's not. I mean, my thing is what helps me to appreciate is that Gail Catlett did nothing. <laughs> the Gail Catlett years were sparse, and before him, probably even worse. There's a big gap between Jerry West, Hunley. Are you talking about the Gail Catlett who beat Bobby Huggins in the tournament? Yeah, I'm talking about that Gail. Oh Catlett. no, I was just I was wondering, just wondering. Yeah, that is the Gail Catlett I'm talking about, 100. percent Are you kidding me? Listen, Jeremy, <laughs> Bob, Truck Bryant 56 to me is a little low, and I'll tell you why. He averaged 11.9 points a game, so we might as well say 12 points a game. But he's also 12th all time in assists at WVU. 12th. He was an integral part of that Final Four run, even though he did get hurt and didn't play a lot of that tournament. For the season, he was a big deal. Joe Mazzula did his thing. I'm, I'm just curious to see where everybody shakes out. I mean, Jerry West has got to be number one. My problem is it's just too many. I don't know why Greg Hunter picked 100. Why would you do 100? You know because what I mean? There's no, because there's no football, no basketball, no baseball, and you need something Sorry. to write about for the next few weeks. Do a top 25. Everything else, Jeremy, how can you argue whether Truck Bryant should be ahead of, ahead of Frank Young or not? Uh, I feel like I could argue, and he won't be. Or is he in this list? I, I believe Truck Bryant is ahead of, of uh, Frank You've Young. You've lost Let me your look mind. To make sure. I, I'm almost positive he's ahead of uh, Frank Young. Let me see. Oh, I, I, I went out of it. Sorry. Yeah, so uh, Frank Young, for me, the shots he hit, like they needed him to be who he was. I think there's different teams. Truck was on the team with a lot of uh, of the better players that West Virginia has ever had. So, yes, he did lead. Yes, he did have a lot much of assists, but he also played with a better team. Frank Young, when he was there, was the cornerstone. He okay. had to jack the shots he shot. Truck. He, he truck. had to be Sam Cassell. And he did. He came through and he won the NIT. And I know people are going to front on the NIT, but it's still a tournament. And he did hit big clutch shots down the stretch. Don't front on some Frank Young. Truck Bryant or Devin Ebanks? So that's a little closer, but I go Ebanks. I know Ebanks yeah, didn't have the but Ebanks is number 61 on this list. No, that's and for me, like I said, it's not all. First of all, this is Greg Hunter's opinion, so I get it. And And you feel the way you feel. For me... I'm taking Ebanks all day because all that one day, three, not even close. And I love truck. The one three one was so devastating. But part of the reason why it was devastating is not because it had a rim protector in, in the back. It's because they it had a praying mantis long arm dude at the top of the one three one who could move and help guard and seal off certain things. And, and uh, Devin Ebanks, De- Devin Ebanks defensively in that one three one straight up nasty. So so yeah no I'm I'm giving going Ebanks over Truck, in my opinion. Truck or Daxter Miles? That's closer. That's closer. Oh, ooh, that's a good one actually. I think um, Daxter had more offense, and I I like Dax' offensive game. He was sometimes he he was a number two to Javon Carter, but I can't think of a lot of games where he was the one who put us where we needed to be. You also, said he had more side, offense, Jeremy? The truck? Yeah. I would think so. But I'm, now that you said that, second thing. No, no, I put truck above Daxter. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dax averaged nine and a half points for his career. Truck, 
I mean, it's just, it's interesting. It's so interesting. Like you said, it's Greg Hunter's opinion. So we're looking at this, getting his thoughts, but that is what it is. And like, by I the just, way, shout out to him that for having the stones to do it, though. Yeah, I know the you stones, need something the time, to cover. The resource is good for him. I and but and also, you know, you have certain relationships with these players, and people can be very sensitive. But I love, I love the debate. That's that's what it's about. It's the debate. Well. We're done with that, I think, because we covered the points that were relevant up to this juncture, as far as what Greg Hunter's put out. Okay. What do you think? Huh? No, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep an eye on it and see how it materializes and uh, what things go down. Because trust me, we can have some big feelings if things get twisted up there near the top twenty-five. But we will see. Go ahead. We're, we we transition. Uh, we're transitioning to football. We talk about football, son. Let's talk about football. We talking about the. All right. So so when we had. Um, I got five on it. We're talking about the most underappreciated quarterback that we've had. You said Mark Bolger, which was clearly ludicrous. And I gave the right answer in Skylar Howard. But if they're, they are the ones who were underappreciated, Brandon, who is your favorite Mountaineer quarterback not named Pat or Major? I thought this was easy. Me too, me too. I just started thinking about it. I was like, I thought I had answer, and I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, I don't think I thought about this enough. But go ahead. I thought this was easy, but I think I am going to say what I was going to say. I think I'm going Gino. Gotta be Gino. Gotta be Gino. Gino, Gino put up numbers like a video game, literally. That Baylor game by itself puts him in the hist- puts him in the Mountaineer lore like no other. I don't like the lows. The lows were bad. He didn't seem like he could lead when we weren't where we needed to be and when things weren't as good as they were going to get. Um, but his highs were so great. He was a perfect quarterback for a Dana Holgerson system. I wish he would have run more. He didn't run as much as he could have, and I think it's because he wanted to be known as a pocket passer, even though he had the ability to get out and get uh, yardage and Brandon, you know get first downs, pass sticks. I, I think one of the best debates. And I, I I feel like maybe we should go to Twitter. Who who's the greater Mountaineer, Gino or Real Greer? Jeremy, it's Gino. I know it's Gino, but I feel like Mountaineer Nation will be split on this. No, I think a lot of Mountaineer Nation doesn't like Will Greer because he didn't play in the bowl game. I think a lot of Mountaineer Nation is mad at Will Greer because he never lived up to the hype. And people will say he didn't live up to the hype. My stance is he did. He's third on the list all time passing, and he only played two seasons, including Brandon, a season if he, he doesn't injured. break his finger, if he doesn't break his finger in Texas, yeah, we win that game. We probably go to the Big Twelve Championship, and we have a chance to win. Well, the what whole, was the excuse we lost to Oklahoma State? No, that was bad. I'm not saying it's not bad. I'm just saying I watched the Texas game. We would have beat Texas. So people talk about Dana his last year. I understand the year wasn't super spectacular, but there's another win. And actually, I, I just feel like we had two or three more wins if Will Greer doesn't break his finger and then he plays in the bowl game. Like, literally, you have your 11-2 and two season, the season that you want to hang your hat on. I think a lot of things changed when Will Greer broke his finger. That was it for Dana at West Virginia, and, and that sent us spiral, spiraling down. I don't know. I don't know. We had we were riding pretty high and had a really good shot at Oklahoma State up, what was it, 31 to 14 or whatever it was. I don't really like talking about that. But all that said, um I don't I don't 
It's Gino for me. It's Gino for me. Put it out. I want you to put it out on Twitter. Poll. Gino. Who, who's, who's the greater WVU quarterback, Gino or Will Greer? Yes. And let's guess right now. Brandon, what, what, what percentage do you think wins? I mean, what do you think the percentage is going to be and for whom? I think it'll be Gino 70% to 30%. I, and I think you're very wrong. Uh, okay, not very wrong. I think it's going to be closer to 50-50. I honestly think it's going to be closer to 50-50. I, I go Gino, But I think the Mountaineer fans, I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it's a good question, not because we question it, but I, I'm trying to, you know, like Michael Corleone said, think about how people around you think. I'm trying to think about how the Mountaineer faithful feel. So that, that'll be a good question. The skip bowl game is what really put a damper on things. That's true. Time heals all. Time heals a lot, but people have not forgotten. Especially with the current climate. Of, there's been a lot of players who haven't played in games. I mean, even think about uh, who's the running back? Uh, Letty Brown. Justin Crawford. Justin Crawford, who didn't why, play in the bowl game. Why are we even talking about Justin Crawford? Because he didn't play in the bowl game. And it did nothing to enhance anything that he's done post-football. Yeah. Justin, okay? Justin Crawford has a lot of problems. Yeah. Football being the least of them. The least of them. Um, what else are we talking about? All right, man. Look, look, look. I'm going to let you get it off your chest. You were talking about Big Perk. NBA. Big, big Kendrick Perkins of the, of the uh, Perk and Swagoo podcast. Went on a Twitter rant going at Draymond Green talking about old media versus new media and was basically saying, look, we can go past all this talk and stuff if you want. And it was a profanity-laced rant that he went on. And Jeremy, all I can think is he's going to be looking for a new job because the worldwide leader is owned by Disney and none of what he said was Disney approved. And it was just mind-blowing this day and age. A guy could watch Paul Pierce, who was his teammate, lose his job because of what he did on his own time and recorded on his own time, and then come out the way the Big Perk did. I mean, I just don't feel like Big Perk is as much of a gangster as he says he is, but if you're going to be that kind of gangster, move in silence, like real Gs. Yeah, yeah. The thing that got me in the headlines, I, I, I tweeted this, I really didn't know you could refuse a subpoena. Now, I guess, listen to the things, um... What's his name? Dan Snyder from the Washington Redskins. He's not refusing the subpoena. He's just acting like he doesn't see it, won't take it, hiding out. But like I said, this is billionaire problems, Brandon. You know how they say sometimes first first world country problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is billionaire problems. I've never in my life heard of people dodging a subpoena and not ending up in jail. Never in my life. This is what you can do when when you're surrounded by a bunch of billionaires. What'd you say? You said subpoena. Like this is like we're Puerto Rican. Is a pina colada? No, 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 no. Subpoena. 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 Anyway. It's just subpoena. Now, see? Now I'm thinking too much. Nope. Not going to say it again. When you get est. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just think, you know what? You know, I'm not getting into the, the Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, I will say. So what he was accused of, I, it's just it's just a hard thing to look at 
to think that the Washington Redskins, excuse me, sorry, the Washington football team has all these allegations of years and years of mis, you know, mistreating women. And yet somehow Deshaun Watson is taking the headlines. Like, don't get me wrong. He's ridiculous too. But I think one person is different than a whole organization led by a billionaire owner. I just think things are very, very interesting. Um, and the NFL and the NFLPA are going to have a lot to talk about if, in fact, they ever catch up with Mr. Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder on that yacht, like, can't catch me if you can. Yeah, man. Oh, that's exactly what he is. Leonardo DiCaprio, catch me if you can. Where is Waldo? All that good stuff. <laughs> but there you have it. The show from the RVK. Get at your boys. Let us know where we got it right, where we got it wrong. Holla at you, boys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.